0: Good evening. Welcome in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us as we are set to talk all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball for the next hour. We take you till 9 o'clock this evening and we've got a whole lot to get into after a pretty good last couple days for the Brewers. Off day today, back at it tomorrow at Miller Park. First off, if you do want to join the program We'll have time for you via the phone or via text messaging, which I guess technically is also via the phone. AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. That's four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. You can also tweet at me if you would like at Matt Pawley on air. That's M A T T P A U L E Y on air. Here's what's coming up on the program this week. Uh, got a lot of things to get into. One of I want to dive in a little bit on what a series win against the Cubs really means. Because Brewers fans are feeling pretty good right now, and rightfully so. The team just took two out of three. I'm a big believer. I'm a big, big, big believer that when you take a punch, you got to give a punch right back. Uh, one of my great baseball beliefs is what good teams do is they answer runs. If you're having a game, even if somebody goes and scores three, four runs against you, if you can come back that next half inning and just put up one on the board, just put up one, you don't answer all three, four, five, however many, even if you can just put up one, you kind of stop the momentum. You you stem the tide, whatever stupid cliche you want to use. I'm a big believer in, in punching back. And the Brewers lost first place by a half game. It wasn't the end of the world. Brewers lost first place. They come back, they punch back, and they win again a a couple against the Cubs. All that being said, it it was a game on June 13th that they won by one run. How much stock do we put in a single game kind of having this larger representation because it resulted in you winning a series against the Cubs? We'll touch on that coming up in about five minutes. We're going to get into that uh, in our next segment. Something that Greg talked about a fair amount during his program and we just kind of talked about a little bit, bit ago. What do you do with Orlando Arcia? That's is that the number one question on this team right now? It's got to be because he's so good defensively, he's so lost offensively, and right now, you know, and with Ashton and I were actually having a conversation earlier today about whether or not you should be in favor of the DH or National League rules, and we talked about the strategy that goes along. and I'm a National League rules guy. Ashton's a DH guy. And I mentioned, you know, in addition to double switches and all the other stuff, you kind of have to manage around the nine spot because generally that's a black hole offensively for whether you're trying to score runs or whether you're trying to uh, you know alleviate runs, whatever it is, you got to manage it around it right right now, the way the brewers are going, you've got like two pitcher spots because Orlando Arcia is so bad offensively at this moment that eight nine spot is just a complete black hole. So the Brewers right now are trying to score runs with two of their nine spots in the order. Really, you're not expecting anything out of them. That's 22% of your lineup. And that doesn't even get into the offensive struggles of, of Manny Pena. So what do we do? What do we do with Orlando Arcia? We'll get into that coming up later on in the program. I'll tell you what, something I want to create, Ashton, I want to create the... What's the update on Jimmy Nelson drinking game? Anytime somebody asks that question on this show, on Greg's show, on Twitter, via text message, you're drinking. And uh it might be a it might be a short game. No, we can't do that here. It's against the rules, Ashton. It's mm-hmm. it's highly frowned upon by local and federal authorities. Uh but we we could create the maybe maybe that could be something that listeners start doing. The What's going on with Jimmy Nelson drinking game? Because that seems to be the number one question. And to me, it is odd that that is the number one question because I don't think there should be any expectations for Jimmy Nelson. I think if you have expectations of Jimmy Nelson helping the 2018 Brewers, I think that is a very flawed thought process. And it also creates an opportunity where if he does give you anything, it's bonus. It's house money. It's whatever term you want to use. So we'll touch on Jimmy Nelson. And also want to get into the potential AAA situation for the Brewers. They will not be in Colorado Springs as Colorado Springs will not have a AAA team. That Colorado Springs franchise is moving to San Antonio. But the Brewers will not be going with them. The Brewers will not have their AAA team in San Antonio next year. What does that really mean? What does it look like? A few more things have kind of gone in. So we have. A, I tend to do this uh, every once in a while, get into uh, this line of conversation on what the Brewers' minor league system might look like, and we're going to touch on that around 840 of next year, where the Brewers' top affiliate and where those players will be coming from when they come to the Brewers. To me right now... There's three cities on the list that are possible, and I think two of the three are much more possible than the third, but we'll touch on that later on in the program as well. As always, if you want to join us, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. Here's my question for you, and I'll welcome you on in the next segment if you want to answer this question. Do you feel better about the Brewers right now? At 8.14 p.m. on Thursday, June 14th of 2018, do you feel better about the Brewers than you did 48 hours ago before they had taken two out of three against the Cubs? Did this series give you a different opinion on this team? If it did or did not, I'll welcome your phone calls, 414-799-1620. It's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. That's how it wrapped up yesterday when the Brewers were able to take two of three from the Cubs. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauly. If you want to join the program, you can do so. The Accident Mortgage Talk Text Line available. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. Look, it was great. I'm not... In no way, shape, or form, please don't take this as me trying to poo-poo the fun and the goodness of a Brewer's win over the Cubs and then them taking two out of three. My opinion on the club doesn't change much. And here's, let me say this. I'm going to take you to an alternate universe for a second. Hop in your DeLorean and we're going to go on a trip together. Brewers win the second game of the series after they lost the first game of the series. Everything's playing out the exact same way during yesterday's game. The Brewers have a one nothing lead, and then all of a sudden, a walk is issued or an error is committed late in the game, and somebody's on base, and then Anthony Rizzo or Kyle Schwarber or Ben Zobrist or whoever it might be comes up to the plate. They're a really good baseball player, and they hit one out, and the Cubs win 2-1, and they take two out of three in the series. Let's go to that place for a second. It stinks, right? It would stink. The Brewers were so close to winning the series, and then they don't win the series. Oh, no, and I'm getting phone calls from people, and I'm getting text messages, and I'm getting tweets that the Cubs are in the Brewers' head, and the Brewers can't beat the Cubs, and they lost another series against the Cubs, yada, yada, yada. Right? That's that's the take you you as a Brewers fan pretty good chance that you feel pretty crappy if that happens. Well, here's the thing: the difference would have been an error and maybe a lucky hit. Like it's really cool the Brewers won that series. That's great, but if they wouldn't have won the series, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. It would have been fine. Everything's okay. We we can't put too much stock into one of 162. The Brewers are a good baseball team. I don't I'm not especially worried at this point about their record against the Cubs and I don't think we need to make too terribly much about the fact that they won the series. I mean it's cool that they did. I'm glad that they did. At the end of the season, it's important to have wins against the team that you're going up against for the division, but in that scenario that I just gave where you're feeling horrible about the fact that the Brewers lose two out of three. To me, they're the exact same team. Al's in Chicago and has given us a call. Hey, Al, you're on WTMJ.
1: Yeah, hey, Matt. I was just telling action. Ashton, uh, I, I'm totally neutral on this uh, winning the series thing with the Cubs. Since we um, only scored one run the last game. And uh, we scored four the first game, I believe. Or, no, the second game. And then two runs the first game. So... That, I, the whole dynamic has not changed for me at all. I'm glad we won the series, obviously. But, uh, no, we got to pick up that offense a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll appreciate the phone call. That's, that's a great takeaway. Offense has got to be better. More often than not, you score one run, you're going to lose ballgames. They won yesterday. By the way, how about the starting pitching? How about the starting pitching? 19 innings combined between Junior Guerra, Chase Anderson, Yolish Chassin, one run? Are you kidding me? That's fantastic against the Cubs team. That yeah, their their offense has been inconsistent this year, but that offense was rolling pretty good coming into that series. Doug's and Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ.
1: Good evening, man. You know, I you know I don't feel any differently. Yeah, very happy that we won two out of three. But I, I look at more as a reward for the players. I mean, for, the, for those four games they, they went through in Chicago, those games could have gone either way. And I, I don't know if players think about payback or blah, blah, blah. I think they come back each day and every night just, you know, to, to, uh, to win the ball game. And, and to me, it, it, it I think to them it's a reward and it's a reward for having to go through those four games in Chicago. Now on this RCA RC thing, what makes it so difficult is that your first ring catcher, you know, isn't isn't hitting. So you know, what do you do Well, There's not much you can do. I don't know about this. This, I don't know much about Miller. That the guy that they picked up. Um, I think you got to pretty much stick with RC at this point. We're in first place and see what see what what he can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, on Miller, he's not really a shortstop. He's a middle infielder. He's played shortstop in his past, but he hasn't been a shortstop for two
1: years. Yeah, and the thing with Arcia, you know, with the. You know he's well. He's, what is he? Just under two hundred now, but uh, he's two
0: hundred and one with that hit that could have gone for an air yesterday.
1: Yeah, and then you look at the whole major leagues, and what, what the whole major leagues hit in two forty six, and that's the worst since nineteen seventy two. If I'm coming up with my numbers correctly, so I mean, I mean that's a gap. But in another sense, it's not. And boy, not to have him at shortstop with that arm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's he's got a rifle.
0: It's quite the conundrum. Appreciate the phone call, Doug four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. It's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's get to uh, Ken, who's at Pewaukee Lake. Hey, Ken, you're on WTMJ.
1: Hey, Matt, how you doing? Good. Hey, you asked a question earlier about do you feel better, yes or no, after winning the Cubs thing, and I just wanted to say, you know, kind of not really, because I think the Brewers delivered their counterpunch, if you will, <laughs> when they walked out of that interleague series debacle. Into Philly, and took two out of three, knowing that they had the cubs coming in Philly again, taking that two out of three to me was big, and then, after a tough loss, finishing off the cubs and with the shutouts i, I, I think uh, I feel good about them and I think you 're right i think they're, I think they 're there for the long run, and they 're just going to have to find a way to weather the storm there with uh Pina. And Garcia. Uh,
0: All right. Appreciate the phone call, Ken. Good thoughts from you. 414 799 1620. AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. Brad in Sheboygan tweets in. Of course, I feel better about the crew after that series. Having played the Cubs well despite the record, now they beat them by shutout like they did to us. You know what? What that series, here's, you want to put some significance to that series. It kind of proves that the flukiness of these games so far. I mean, you go look at all the games between the Brewers and Cubs this year, and basically all the games could go one direction or another. Close games, one-run games, there's a lot of luck involved. Baseball is a lucky game. Baseball is a game where you can hit the ball really hard, but hit the ball right at somebody and it can be out, or you can barely hit the ball, it taps off the end of your bat, and it rolls down the third baseline, and you end up getting you know uh, an infield single. And that's, a, that's an extreme example. But that's the, that's the game of baseball. There's luck involved. And you play the percentages, you kind of pull luck out of it. That's why it's 162 games. You, you, luck doesn't play into it as much when you look at it from the larger 162 games since. But in a single game example... Luck plays into it. Uh, the thing, this is off the text line. The thing I'm worried about the Brewers is their hit and run and sacrifices are non existent and good pitching doesn't last forever. You need to push in another run or two late in ball games that they fail to do all the time. All right, I do wish the team would hit and run a little bit more. This is going to be the only comment I have on bunting because this is the most frustrating conversation in the world and I don't like having it. I'm going to give you the flat out numbers and listen to what I'm saying, please, 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 please. Please listen to what I'm saying. This doesn't really apply to when a pitcher is at the plate, but it applies most of the time when you have position players at the plate. If you have a runner on at second and there's nobody out you basically have the exact same percentage chance of scoring that run from second if you put a bunt down, move them to third, and then try to get a sacrifice fly from the next hitter or a hit from one of the next two hitters. The statistics say your chance of scoring that single run are virtually identical whether you bunt them over or whether you hit away for three batters. But... The chances for you having a big inning, the chances for you having multiple runs, it is significantly, it is exponentially larger for you to score multiple runs when you hit away. There is zero. There is zero mathematical reason, unless there is a pitcher at the plate or there is a hitter who just can't do a darn thing at the plate, there is zero mathematical reason to ever bunt with a runner on at second and nobody out. It is asinine. It is stupid. It is ridiculous. It is the worst thing you can do because you are not improving your chances to score runs. It's Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. Matt Pauly hanging out with you here on a Thursday evening. We're talking Brewers baseball. If you want to join us, you can do so. On the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. Dan in Port Washington tweets in, or texts in, excuse me. I'm getting my different various electric communications confused. I'm bullish on the Brewers. None of their players are so far having career years, and a third of their lineup is not hitting. And their pitching rotation is in tatters. I think they'll get better. Arcia has to keep playing because we don't have an alternate. We need his defense. Yeah, I I can't disagree with anything in that text message. Um, I guess I maybe not. I might not use the word tatters for the starting rotation. I think you got three pretty good pieces in Yolisse Jassine, Junior Guerra, and Chase Anderson, and Brent Suter as your number five starter doesn't bother me. I'm fine with it. If you've If you can move them out of the rotation and make them a long guy out of the bullpen, maybe that helps you from a 25-man roster standpoint because maybe you get more from another starting pitcher. But, eh, it's fine. Right now they're running a four-man rotation. They don't need another fifth starter for a while. It'll probably end up being uh, either Brandon Woodruff again or, uh, or Freddie Peralta. One of those two guys will probably come up and make that start uh, when that situation presents itself once again. Zach Davies is still at least, at least, at least three weeks away, and I wouldn't be shocked to see. He's... He's not even thrown off a mound yet, I don't think. Or maybe he just threw off a mound and he's going to do that again. Either way, he's still probably a couple weeks away from really getting into a rehab assignment. He'll probably get two, three rehab starts. Uh, So Zach Davies isn't someone to uh, count on right away either. Ben tweets into the program. I got that one right. Cub series doesn't change my opinion of this Brewers team. They made a believer out of me weeks ago. 1-5 in five in the order is playoff caliber. Back of the bullpen is unhittable. These guys are contenders, especially if they can add another starter in July. That's the big question. Do they add a starter? Everybody wants Chris Archer. He's injured for a while. He's going to be injured and out through probably the All-Star break. That, that impacts his tradability. You're not probably going to go trade for an injured Archer. You know, there's a I, I saw Marcus Stroman's name thrown about on social media earlier tonight. That's a that's a fan thing. That's not really an insider thing, uh, because Toronto is really slumping right now. They just got swept by somebody. I don't, they, whoever they're playing over the last few days, they didn't play well. Uh, Stroman's not a free agent. I think till 2021. Even with him having a bit of a down year, you're not just going to give him away. Jay Haps, another Toronto guy, uh, that's been mentioned. We can play the game. Uh, you know, who do you want to be a Brewer? There's not a whole lot of point to it. Uh, we we don't know who David Stearns is talking about, and we're not going to find out who David Stearns is talking about with other GMs until a move is potentially made. That's just the way things are. But that's that's the area where the Brewers still need some help. Starting rotation, obviously, it is not. It could be improved, but. I say, I say that. I say that after they just went three games against the other team in the National League that's competing with them for the best record in the entire league, and the starters in the three games combined for 19 innings and one run. I, <laughs> the, they were fine. And again, I'm, I'm the guy who's always preaching take a step back, look at weeks, look at months don't just look at a game here don't just look at a series here a series there and I know I just did that so it is you know one series doesn't make a year but uh, I'd say this starting pitching I think is trending in the right direction I believe in Yoli Shassin. and by he was nasty yesterday and he was doing weird things with his arm angle and like it was who's this guy uh, he's been good this year but he he found a new Yoli Shasin yesterday if he can do that every time groovy I believe in Junior Guerra. I think Chase Anderson's going to be fine. He's going to get back to the point that he was for the prior year and a half coming into this season. I'm good with those three pieces. None of those guys are that number 1 starter. They're just not. But you know what? There's, there's a handful of aces in baseball. The ace doesn't really exist in baseball anymore. There's, yeah, if, if, not, if not even half the teams in baseball can have it, then it barely exists and there's a handful of guys in baseball who are truly aces. And you could argue some of them play for the same team. You know, you look at that Astros rotation, you go, "Oh my gosh. There's a bunch of really number one starters right there." Ashton, the last text message we received. What about Jimmy Nelson to add to the amazing starting pitching? Uh, we'll get into that next. Expectations for Jimmy Nelson. We'll touch on it in just a moment. This is Brewers Ex- or no, this is Brewers Weekly. I'm getting my shows confused. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Thanks so much for being tuned in. Having some fun talking about your first place Milwaukee Brewers here till nine o'clock. If you want to join the program, you can do so. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line, 414-799-1620. It's 414-799-1620. I was joking at the beginning of the show, if you weren't with me, that we could we could have one hack of a party if we started the what's going on with Jimmy Nelson drinking game. Because that seems to be the number one question I get I get phone calls about it a lot on this show on Brewer's Externnings after games. We get it on social media. It is just the constant question and look i 'm not trying to criticize anybody. I realize that you're not locked into uh, a single uh show at twenty four seven always listening to me like I get i 'm not being critical i 'm just saying it's kind of humorous how the the desire to want to see Jimmy Nelson, the belief that he's going to have an impact this season versus Really kind of my strong belief to the contrary. And we got a text message. What about Jimmy Nelson to add to an amazing starting uh, pitching group? Jimmy Nelson is still throwing off flat ground. He has not progressed yet to throwing off a mound. There is no timetable for him to throw off a mound. So here are the things that have to happen. Nelson has to eventually be able to throw off a mound. Then, Nelson basically has to go through spring training to get, get the arm ready. Then, Nelson has to go on a rehab assignment. And then, Nelson has to return to the Brewers. Oh yeah, by the way, he is coming off a horrendous, really potentially career-threatening injury that he had. When guys come back from Tommy John surgery, they're generally not, if they join a team mid-season, they're not back to who they were prior to the injury, generally until another off-season and into the next season. If I'm wrong on this, I will be the happiest guy out there to be wrong. But to have any expectations that that Jimmy Nelson will even pitch for the Brewers this year, and even more so be anything similar to what he looked like prior to the injury, I think is as flawed of thinking as you possibly can have. He's not going to be the same guy, and I'm not convinced we're going to see him this year. I think there are no expectations. And if the Brewers are fighting for a playoff spot in August, in September, and they're not confident with Jimmy Nelson being able to come in and be a, have a really solid appearance for him, they're not going to throw him out there. I think the best possible situation for Jimmy Nelson, I, I'm I'm not going to say best possible, I think the most probable situation for Jimmy Nelson, if he is going to pitch this year, is he's here maybe after the rosters expand in September, and maybe he gets an inning here and an inning there working out of the bullpen just to get that arm right and to take a look at him and see whether or not he is that guy who he was before he got injured, where you have to make a stronger decision closer to the end of the year if he can be in the rotation and maybe help out uh, in the postseason. If Jimmy, thinking that Jimmy Nelson is going to return and being the guy that he was last year, you got to get it out of your mind because I think the probability of that happening is tiny. And quite honestly, I am not convinced we're going to see Jimmy Nelson pitch for the Brewers this year period. Brian is in Greenfield and has given us a call. Hey Brian you're on WTMJ.
1: How are you doing today? I'm good. Good. I have a question about options. You know you keep seeing these young guys are coming back and forth with their options and then you have a guy like Logan who's out of options that frankly has done nothing but he's still there. How does that work?
0: So when you are coming up through the minor league system once you get to the big leagues you have three option years and what an, basically you use one option when you shuttle between the big leagues and the minor leagues now once you once you get sent down to AAA a or wherever once that's your option for that year and you can go up and down basically as much as they want you to go up and down uh, with uh, without using another option once you're out of those option years A team cannot send you back down to the minors without designating you for assignment where other teams would be allowed to pluck you.
1: Thank you so much. I have never heard that easily explained. I appreciate it.
0: You bet. No problem, Brian. appreciate the phone call at 414-799-1620. It's 414-799-1620. It is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauli. Thanks so much for being tuned in. Have you for about another fifteen minutes? Brewers off tonight. Back at it tomorrow as they open up a home a three-game series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Call me a curmudgeon. I am glad that the Cubs are gone for a while. I look. I love baseball and I love every game that I get to go to, but the games I love the least are the Cubs games. It's the the crowd is different. Miller Park has a different feel. Traffic getting in is horrible because Cubs people who don't go to games at Miller Park very often have no clue how to operate on the roadways. I almost get hit multiple times every time driving in. I take a different route to get to the ballpark because I avoid the highway. I take Blue Mound the whole way from Brookfield. Like it's, uh, I'm glad that the Cubs series is over. I will say I will say that. And you know what? It doesn't have to do, it's not just because of the numbers. There's a lot of games that are like sold out games where there's a ton of people there. Obviously traffic's a little bit worse, but you can have thirty thousand people for a Cubs series or have thirty-eight, thirty-nine thousand, forty thousand people for a non-Cubs game, and the traffic is better. And it's just it's odd. It's weird. I don't know why. But the Cubs series is over. The Brewers took two out of three. All is good in the world. Welcome to Milwaukee, Philadelphia. All right, so there's been a lot of talk about this lately. People are starting to kind of be curious what the Brewers minor league, specifically their AAA situation, is going to look like next year. They're not going to be in Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is losing their AAA team. So where will the Brewers end up? And here's kind of the basic rundown. And nothing will be set for sure until after the season ends in terms of where the Brewers might go. But there's a few things that we know. The Brewers uh, AAA team in Colorado Springs is basically moving to San Antonio. That San Antonio team, it looks like, is going to become the new affiliate of the Rangers. The Rangers are currently in Round Rock. The minor league team in Round Rock is actually owned by the Ryan family. The Ryan family used to be involved with the Rangers. They got fired. They were in a long-term deal there. So you've got the Rangers still doing business with the Ryans, and it's a little bit uncomfortable. So Round Rock's going to kick the Rangers out, and they're going to end up in San Antonio. The Astros are currently in Fresno. The Ryan family is now connected with the Astros. The Astros will go to Round Rock and everybody will be hugging each other because nobody who got fired from another organization is going to be still stuck working. So that opens up Fresno. Uh, The Oakland A's are leaving Nashville from what I've been told. That's not 100%. That's not official. But that whole thing that resulted in the Brewers losing their AAA affiliate in Nashville, yeah, it hasn't gone especially well. The A's, from everything I've been told, are going to be exiting stage left from Nashville. The New York Mets are in Las Vegas. The New York Mets, as an organization, bought the Syracuse AAA team in the International League. So the Mets will be moving from Las Vegas, and they will be moving into Syracuse. So at that point, you're going to have three teams that are open in AAA. You're going to have Fresno, you're going to have Nashville, and you're going to have Las Vegas. You're going to have three organizations looking for new homes, the Brewers, the A's, and the Washington Nationals who have been in Syracuse. So unless something unexpected happens, the Brewers will be in a better situation next year, better than Colorado Springs, because they'll be either in Fresno, back to Nashville, or in Las Vegas. Of those three, Fresno's probably the worst situation. The ballpark's fine. It's better than they're in right now. But Fresno's a crappy airport. It's tough to get in and out. It's At AAA, one of the best things you can have is a strong airport with lots of connections and lots of different cities because you can get guys out quick. From that perspective, Fresno's probably the worst. I have a hard time believing, and maybe I'm wrong on this because it's a different regime now with the Brewers. I have a hard time believing the way things went down with the Brewers kind of being kicked out of Nashville, that they hug and make up. So of the three cities i would think a brewers return to nashville would probably be least likely i'm not saying impossible i'm saying least likely so that means the brewers ending up in either fresno or las vegas it's tight it's close uh, you know at that point they would i think the if that happens i think the nationals end up in nashville so then it's oakland and the brewers competing for either fresno or las vegas Las Vegas is going to brand, move into a brand new ballpark next year. They're going through uh, construction right now. They're renaming the team. team's actually owned by the Howard Hughes Corporation. It sounds like they're going to do something aeronautical with the uh, name of the team. So they're moving into a new place. A lot of guys live in Las Vegas in the off season Between Las Vegas and Fresno, Vegas would definitely be the better place to be. Obviously, you can get to Vegas from absolutely any airport in the country, seemingly. Uh, and but you know, you might say, "And hey, Oakland—they get to be closer to home if they go to Fresno." Well, Oakland left Sacramento to go to Nashville, so regional proximity to their home doesn't seem to matter that much. And long-term A's in Oakland might not be a thing, anyways. So there's you go. There's your primer on what it looks like as we sit right now on June 14th. Uh, The Brewers' AAA city next year will probably be Fresno, Vegas, or Nashville, with it probably even more being either Fresno or Vegas. Beyond that, hard to say. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll get back into Orlando Arcia and call tonight in our next segment. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly, continuing here on WTMJ, starting to ramp things up. I want to circle back real quick on Orlando Arcia Because this is generally, I think I'm a pretty opinionated guy. And I think I'm right. If I'm wrong on something, I admit when I'm wrong. It happens. Uh, but I'm a pretty opinionated guy. It's hard to have an opinion right now on what to do with Orlando Arcia Because one of my big things is, you know, if you call up right now and you say, send Orlando Arcia down to AAA until he can start hitting, the question I'm. Let's try this out. Ashton, let's pretend you're a caller for a second, and I want you to be very strong that Orlando Arcia needs to be sent to AAA. Matt, I don't know. You're crazy. I think Orlando Arcia needs to be in AAA right now learning how to play big league baseball because right now he can field, and that's great, but he can't do anything else. Who do you put at shortstop, Ashton? Jonathan VR could give that another shot. Which isn't going to happen. I appreciate you your trying to come up with something creative. We've seen from, I, I like to work from areas of reality, for lack of a better term. And the reality to me is if Jonathan VR was ever going to play shortstop again, that would have already happened. They've put him at second, and they don't want to put him anywhere. That's the problem with this Orlando Arcea discussion right now. He's got to hit better than 201. Him, hitting, him being a 200-hitter is not an option. He's got to do better. No matter how good his defense is, he has to be better than a 200-hitter. So what do you do with guys who are struggling at the plate and who still have options? You send them down to AAA. You let them work on their stroke a little bit. Well, then who do you put at uh, shortstop? There's no answer. Eric Sogard's not doing anything. He's hitting 125. He's hitting worse. You just acquired Brad Miller. He's not a shortstop anymore. Do you try? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. That's the that is the question right now, and I don't have an answer. I think if Mauricio Dubon would not have gotten injured, we would not have. uh, We we would probably seen him be the starting shortstop right now, while Orlando Arcia tries to work through some things at AAA. Have about a minute left in the program let's grab Charlie and Oshkosh real quick, Charlie have just a moment for you. You're on wtmJ
1: yep real quick. Uh, a lot of injuries in the middle infield and I apologize if you talked about this a little bit earlier. I wasn't uh, listening earlier uh, but Saladino, I thought he was doing a great job. was that a high ankle sprain, or do you know more how long he will be out
0: he's i don't we've heard nothing I don't think he's anywhere close to returning. That was a really nasty sprain and I...
1: Why are the Brewers like that? I, I you, you, never hear anything.
0: I, when you're not close, I mean, they got it's got to heal. You know, once it gets to a point where there can be a timetable, they'll give a timetable. They're not hiding anything. There's just there's no timetable right now. So,
1: yeah, I mean, in a way, they are. <laughs> but I have no idea what what this. But he was doing a great job. He was last year's guard This year. So. yeah,
0: he absolutely uh, was. And Charlie, I appreciate the phone call. I gotta let you go. I, the, the Brewers aren't hiding anything. There's just there's no timetable. It's they they got to get to a point where the injury is good enough, healed enough, where you can start putting together a timeline for him to start to return, get on a rehab assignment. That's where we're at right now with Jimmy Nelson. It's not that there's no update on Jimmy Nelson, that they're hiding some, some update. It's that he's in the exact same spot he's been, and until he pro- progresses to that next place, there's no timeline. And that's where Tyler Saladino is right now. and. Yeah, if Saladino was coming back in two weeks, then maybe you you ride or die with Orlando Arcia here for a couple weeks knowing that if Saladino comes back and is back hitting the way he was before, that might give you an option to send Arcia back down. That's going to do it for this edition of Brewers Weekly. This was a fun show. I'll talk to you tomorrow after uh, the Brewers-Phillies game with Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.